Holden workers can't find work. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, Florian Heiser here and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. Still working through my morning stein of coffee when I thought we'd go through this article about the struggles of former Holden workers trying to find work even two years after their factory closed. And this is, well, this is the other side of when we lose industry, when we lose manufacturing. Toowoomba, you know, just heard an you know, announcement a few days ago that they're losing the Weespa ice cream factory. We can't all just learn to code, guys. So, former Holden workers still struggling to find full-time work two years on from factory closure. And we've got a family friend, one of my father's well, oldest friends, he was working in the Holden factory down in Adelaide. Got off the boat from Germany, got a job in the factory. That's what you did back then. That's what you could do back then. People weren't just making money flipping houses one after the other after the other. So former manufacturing workers have struggled to find stable full-time employment two years after the closure of the automotive industry in Australia. Well, before we go any further, is there actually any stable full-time employment anymore? Is that still a thing? Maybe that was just a boomer luxury that's going to disappear now with all the gig economy, with having contractors hired by a third party business and people doing split shifts and just the conditions are terrible out there, to be honest. They really are. The closure of Holden's Elizabeth plant left 950 staff out of work at the end of 2017. Around 80% of former workers found new jobs but the number is obscuring the tough reality for many who have transitioned from steady employment to the more precarious job market. A year after the closure, the Australian Manufacturers Workers Union surveyed members about their employment situation, the findings of which have been supplied to the ABC. The state government funded survey. Oh, the government funded it. Why didn't the union fund it? Hmm found that 76.4% of members were in employment, but two-thirds of those were in part-time, casual, or contract employment. So there you go. So you've got 76% have got a job, but 66% of those, 76, are underemployed. Less than 5% of members were working in a job that had the same or better working conditions. So there you go. There you go. So 95% are worse off. We were speaking to members that were getting five hours one week and then 25 the next, and then maybe eight the week after that, the union's Scott Bachelor said. Why doesn't the union start up the car factory again and employ them all? Why don't they do that? Yes, well, for us, the successful transition was somebody going into a job that was full-time or even better would have been one that paid similar or better wages. Yeah, but didn't happen, did it? The findings are similar to a federal government commissioned study by consultants Ackle Allen. The survey found 43% of former automotive workers who were in the job market nationally were working full-time a year later. The group of people over 45 have struggled to find work the most, Mr. Bachelor said. Well, yes, that's it. Once, once you hit 45, it gets worse. The older you get, the unemployment rate in older Australians compared to younger Australians is just crazy. And I don't understand why our treasurer is thinking that people at that age level can just reskill 
and get another job again. Your ability to learn declines the older you get. You can't you can't put up with all the crap. I went and tried to do some some study just recently, you know, about a year or two ago. I probably probably could jump into it a bit better now. And I thought, you know, and I was it was um in the finance sector because I'm interested in it. I was looking at all this stuff, and there's all this social justice garbage coming into it. And that's where I started to see this uh, infection in some of the in the corporate world. And I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't jump through the hoops anymore. I've already done that for what six and a half years of architecture, jumping through all the hoops for these lecturers. I'm too old now. <laughs> Let me know if you're if you're younger than I and you can still jump through the hoops, guys. That's that's the concern. He said the AMWU had requested a state government transition package be extended for a further year to stop workers slipping through the net. None of the recommendations we made were taken up, he said. Former holder workers says he will clean toilets. Peter Hepburn worked at Adelaide's Holden factory for 29 years. Since clocking off for the last time in 2017, he now avoids driving past the Holden site and said returning to it was like being in a bad dream. Yeah, that's I can relate to that. I can see how that can be tough for him. It's just like losing a part of you. You've got to let it go sometimes, he said. Well, yeah, it is. In some ways, it is sad that as a nation, we can't even manufacture cars anymore. You feel it's going to be there forever and a day and, you see, and, it's, and see you out. Well, sorry, mate. All things come to an end, don't they? The 61-year-old is still unemployed two years on. And he said he would be happy to do anything. Well, that's also the issue. He's living in Adelaide. He's living in Adelaide, and it's not really the best uh, state with regards to the economy, is it? I kept applying for jobs, still am to this day. I'll even clean toilets out. I haven't got a problem with that, he said. People are inclined to say he's getting too old, because I've only really got about five or six years ahead of me, and then that's, you're finished. Well, yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's, you've got to think of it from both sides, guys. If you want to bring someone on board, you'd hopefully, well, you want to keep them for a long period, but then again, people change jobs so often. Someone his age will probably be more loyal to you. You might keep him for that five years. He probably might keep working on part-time later. You never know. That's the thing. Don't worry, they'll just put up retirement age even further and you can't even access your superannuation or your money. It's just, just bullshit. The government taking, forcing you to take tax, then forcing you to you know, take, put, lock away a portion of your money, then restricting your access to all of it, and then pushing the pension further and further up. As time goes on, the less enthusiastic you get about looking for work. Well, yeah, this leads to depression, and this is a big issue for mental health for men, too, in this situation. You know, his age, he'd be used to providing for his family. State governments say new industries would help individuals. Well, here we go. The Strath Australian government has described the transition as a success. How? How the hell can they describe that as a success? When 66% of the people working are underemployed. When only 5% are actually the same or better. How the hell is that a success? How? Someone, please explain to me. I, I don't understand. I need a shot of my coffee. So... A number of them have used the closure of the industry as an opportunity to, to reassess their lives. 
Well, yeah, you kind of have to. It's it's a big, drastic shock. That's that's not a good thing. Well, it could be, but it's not something the minister for innovate minister for innovation, minister for innovation and skills. This is just. I don't. How the hell does anyone think Australia is an innovative nation? How you know? I know it's it's been at least you know five minutes before I've shown this chart. Look at the complexity of our economy, guys. Look at what we're exporting. Are we innovative? Yeah, oh, we're right up there with Germany, aren't we? We're only like 50 points behind them. Our GDP is not looking too good compared to other nations. Per capita. Yeah. Innovation. Sure, mate. Sure. Well, what's, our, what's our government response to the economy? You know, looking at special economic regions, reducing taxes, creating incentives for people to invest in business rather than in property. Nah, nah, nah. We'll just build more bloody roads. We'll do the same thing we did all those times ago. Everything America did. Now they've got all this crumbling infrastructure. Yeah, that'll work. Yep, sure. Innovation. Doing the same shit over and over again. Oh, RBA is, is learning from all over the world what happened here and here and here. Oh, we don't need to worry about that. We've got two whole rate cuts before we need to even think about quantitative easing. You know, it's worked so well in Japan. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be right. We're fine. Um, yeah, sure. So as an employer, if you were taking someone on who had been with the same employer for 10, 20 or 30 years, you might be a bit reluctant to take them on full-time initially. He said the unemployment rate among former Holden workers was similar to the broader South Australian employment rate. Well, is it? What's that tell you about South Australia then, guys? Mr. Pisoni said new industries developing in South Australia would also provide opportunities for manufacturing workers. What industries? What industries? The Tesla battery you're bringing in? The super expensive power you're going to have in your state? Sure. Sure. You've already closed down an opal mining town. South Australia is good at closing things, aren't they? The federal government has been very good at helping those industries that were in the automotive industry transition into the defense sector in particular. He said, oh, the defense sector. Fantastic. As our nuclear submarines that are getting manufactured here. Oh, no, sorry. No, wait. No, they're not nuclear. We don't even have the capacity for that. That's the one thing, guys, when everyone's concerned about these, these subs. Why didn't we go nuclear? Why didn't we go nuclear? We don't even have the industry to, to maintain the subs if they were nuclear. That's why we need to go diesel. Even though the range of our nation, you'd think you'd want to have sustained underwater operation for long distance. How the hell could we maintain them? It'd be a nightmare. We need to build up a civilian industry that we can leverage upon. That's, that's crazy thinking. Let's just build more roads. Let's just repave roads, build more roads, demolish school buildings and rebuild school buildings. That, that's what we'll do. And then everyone will just make a fortune in our housing. That's it. You know, and the RBA is always right with every single one of their predictions, 100% on the money, can never go wrong. We'll just get more foreign investment flooding into our housing market. It won't make it unaffordable at all to the average people. Not at all. So yeah, guys, kind of sad. Kind of sad. Let me know what you think. I mean, here are the key, point, key points. The factory closed in 2017, but about 80% of former employees found jobs. Yes, but uh, only 66% 6, of those are underemployed and only 5% of those are doing the same or better. A former worker with 29 years experience says he's still unemployed and looking for work. And they've described it as a success. 
So just think about that. The government is saying that 5%, same or above, is a success. That's what they consider a success. I'd hate to see what they consider a failure. Anyway, guys, like, share, and subscribe. Let me know what you think in the comments below. If you enjoy my content and want to help me produce more, I do have a Patreon where you can make a small donation. We've got eBay and Amazon affiliate links. Merch at Heiser Says website, link down below, and also PayPal. Thanks for all your support, guys. I really appreciate it. Have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. Bye for now.